Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And happy month of independence, y'all. That's right. Happy month of independence. (laughs) I like that I've started these episodes with finishing exclamatory phrases of y'all. That's right. My Mississippi is running off on you. I know. Is what's happening. You wish. Um, (laughs) We're a few days away from the 4th of July and here we are in the midst of the summer, believe it or not. That's right. And we are about to jaunt about into a national park that we visited the previous summer to this year in um, Maine, Maine's only national park. Maine, one of the most beautiful states ever. Mm -hmm. And that is Acadia National Park. Mm -hmm. Immediately when you think of Acadia National Park, what do you think of, Mike? I think of Arcadia University, even though it's not the same. Uh, Acadia's name is derived from Arcadia. It used to be called Beaver College, which was an all-girls school, too. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay, things I'm no learning longer, today. No longer a girls' school. No longer called Beaver College. When I think of Acadia, I think green immediately, mm-hmm. but I also think like shores and rocky landscapes and mountains and streams. I think of like the the gamut, like oh yeah, of of every kind of sort of. Uh, something that you would see in a national park. Every yeah. kind of landscape yeah. it, uh, is offered I think of Acadia. cool gray weather, because that's what I feel yeah. like we experienced when we were very there. very cool, very gray. Yeah. And, um, but the friendliest. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. 
traditional part. Follow you, I'll follow you there. Acadia National Park. It is New England's only national park. It was established on July 8th, 1916 as Sieur Demont National Monument. Then on February 26th, 1919, three years later, it was established as Lafayette National Park. And then 10 years later, on January 19th, 1929, it was renamed Acadia National Park. So with all these dates, what, which date is its uh, zodiac sign? Do we just do the established date? Maybe, like the first so one. So it's a Cancer? So a Cancer? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's a Capricorn, right? Yeah. Earth and water work yeah. together. Maybe sure. it's a... Let's do this. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Established is its sun sign. Okay. And then when it became a national park, it's rising sign. Mm-hmm. Rose into that, right? So it is a Cancer rising Capricorn. Okay. Great. Capricorn rising. And what's its moon with its name change? Yeah, sure. Is it a Capricorn It's moon? an Aquarius. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, moon? it's a Pisces, the 26th. Okay. So there so you go. So Pisces moon. There you go. Okay. Why did the name get changed? So the name was originally Sir Dumont National Monument. The name of the national park is Lafayette National Park was to honor Marquis de Lafayette, who rode into battle with George Washington during the Revolutionary War. During World War One, when the park's founder, George B. Dorr, had originally chosen that name, the squadrons of American pilots fighting for France were called Lafayette men as a way to kind of like capture the American fervor because that was a very important name and it was on the forefront of most Americans' minds. That's how the name Lafayette kind of got chosen for the national park. Then in the 1920s, when the popularity of the French started to wane a little bit, basically there was a new act to add more land to the national park that was kind of bequested in order to kind of do both things. They changed the name to Acadia National Park. So in order to incorporate the land, they had to have an act of Congress. And so kind of like as a one fell swoop sort of thing, because the French were out in the minds of the American, they changed the name at the same time too. So it I was see. kind of like Even a, though two Acadia is still a reference, a French reference, because the Acadian people mm-hmm. are people that are from that area, like that settled in like the Nova Scotia area, that area of Canada and mm-hmm. also Maine. Okay. And then a number of them migrated down to Louisiana, mm-hmm. which is, is another... Is how we get Maine justice? I kind of, yeah, yeah, from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. which is why like... There is still like a, like a, like people associate sometimes like this one kind of dialect of Maine being similar to a dialect in Southern Louisiana Mm -hmm. because a lot of French people migrated down there. And meanwhile, also other French people were coming directly from France to come to Louisiana. But the word Cajun is a derivative of the word Acadian. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And so, like, when you. Acadian? Yeah, in the dialect, Mm -hmm. if you say a Cajun, Mm -hmm. then that sounds like Cajun, which is where we get that from. The more you know. Exactly. It's still a French reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in all. Acadia National Park is 76.6 square miles. It includes 47.3 square miles 
of the acres on the Mount Desert Island. Which is where most of the park itself is. Yeah, that's the majority of the park. Mm -hmm. There is also 4.3 square miles of acres on the Isle of Haute. Okay. And 3.7 square mile acres on the Scudic Peninsula. And that's part of that added land that was kind of bequested to the park itself. Acadia is a park that is really great for canoeing, cross-country skiing when it's colder, uh, cycling, fishing, hiking, snowmobiling, and snowshoeing when it's snow-covered. But it's really known for bird watching. So birders come to Acadia a lot because you can see eagles, falcons, hawks, and owls often Thanks in Acadia. Right. To give you a little context, Acadia, essentially, it's all on that one China island, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to like drive onto that island to get there. You can stay on that island because there are... There is this one really big town on that island called Bar Harbor. Right. There's a lot of other towns that kind of dot the island. Tiny, small towns or tiny areas. Lots of people have Airbnbs there. Yep. We decided to save a little money. Because it's expensive. Because it was expensive at that time of year. Yeah. And we decided to stay in Bangor, Maine, Mm -hmm. which is 45 miles. Kind of like northwest. Northwest of the park. And so we would drive in and out of the park every day. Portland is only 160 miles southwest along the coast um, from the park. Mm-hmm. So it's really not too far from Portland. Like, you can visit the both of them. At least, like, we drove that one day. It was like two and a half, three hours, Two and maybe? a half, three hours. It's not too bad. Yeah. And the landscape, it contains everything. It's got lakes. It's got overlooks. Mountains. It's got mountains. Yeah. It's got sandy beaches. Yeah. Canoeing. Trails. Forests. Yep. Forests. Flat hikes, yep. incline hikes. Meadows. There's so much to do. Buttes, and it is like, you know. Geysers. Kind of like a, are there? Volcanoes. There, aren't, there are no geysers <laughs> or volcanoes. You can stop your list now, mm-hmm. Michael. But yes, there is so much to see. And it's a really easy park to see a lot because of the way the park itself was designed. So we began our Acadia adventure. I was at my house. Yeah. And you were just south of me at a bridal shower. That's right. Because, you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride for this one over here. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Boo hoo yourself. Boo hoo myself. But no, we were at, I was at a good friend's bridal shower who got married later in the fall, right when we launched our podcast, actually. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So all the full circling happening here. I had just gotten out of school the day before. Um, we were out like kind of mid month last year, which was really nice. It gave us like an extra week of summer, which was kind of glorious and allowed this trip to really kind of flourish. I picked you up probably like at four or so in the afternoon. Yeah. We just hit the road to drive to Cambridge, which is where our friends Rory and Colin live. Right. Driving to Acadia from your house was, if we wanted to drive like kind of straight through, it was probably like eight or nine hours, something like that. It was kind of like... Because it from was, Portland, I think it was only like morning, five hours right to had, your house. Yeah, it yeah. was only like five hours to Portland. But had we left like earlier in the morning, right. we probably would have beasted it and done it anyway. And yeah. been fine. But we were like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Yeah. And we also had friends who lived in Cambridge who were who we wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, and at the time, like I knew them less. But right. yes, yeah. I got so, to know them a lot on this adventure yeah kind of got in kind of around eight or nine i think probably right and 
had like a nice late dinner with them and they were like super keen. We had kind of asked if they wanted to join us because I had actually been up earlier in May because um, I was up there for a wedding in, in Worcester. No, in Worcester. Oh, but well, I, Worcester. But I, like, went, I made a trip out of it to see them and hang out with them too. So I'd kind of floated the idea that you and I were coming back. Could we stay with them, A? And B, did you want to come with us? And if they had I never been. remember correctly, you and I had gone up to Boston to see our friend Lauren. Yep. When she was up there and we had gone to brunch one day mm-hmm. um, while we were there. And then when we went out to dinner that night oh, we ate with at the Rory same and place. Colin, we ate at exactly the same restaurant. Yeah, in which was really funny. Hilarious. I was like, well, I guess I'm just getting the single restaurant yeah. tour. Full of circle Cambridge. of Cambridge. Full circle. So yeah, so we went back. We kind of called it an early night. They knew we wanted to get up early and we trundled off like maybe like six or seven. Yep. I think it was, we were trying to get it to wasn't the park. Six or th- Oh, you mean in the yeah, morning? In the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. you meant in the evening. No, I was like, no. no, we didn't go to sleep at seven. At no. <laughs> no, no, They got up with us. They like wished us well wishes and said goodbye. Yeah. We hit the road really early because we still had like maybe like a four hour drive from Cambridge. Something it was, like that. It was something close to that. Cause I think it was maybe like an hour to Portland from, from Cambridge and then like another three. So that makes sense. Right. So we probably got to the park around like 10 or so in the morning. Yeah, which is still plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, we still have basically a full day. Yeah. Um, the one thing I think that we had done when we had gone to the park was we had done a lot of conversation on whether or not we were going to buy our next annual pass at Acadia or whether we were going to wait or not. And I, I was more on the camp of let's wait a little bit because we were doing Acadia and then we weren't going to do anything again until this the past following spring. spring, which was, this which spring. was kind of a lie. Cause we did go back to smoky mountains. It's true. But, um, but yeah, so you were like, no, let's just do it. And we did. And we yeah. still got, you know, a lot of use out of it. We're oh, still yeah, about we to did. get some more use out mm-hmm. of it actually, um, before it expires this June. But, um, but yeah, we went into the visitor center and we got a lot of great information from we the We did immediately. Center. Essentially, like the um, to boil down what the park ranger told us is that she told us that uh, Acadia is like the master choose your own adventure hike. Yeah. Kind of park. Yeah. Because there are so many trails Um that are going in so many directions, you basically just like look at the map and say, okay, this is what I want to do today. And then you make a choice and you can alter that choice as you go. But like, uh, while some national parks will have just like an out and back or like a loop or like they don't call any of their trails like loops, essentially it's a network because it's a giant interconnected network yeah. of, of all these trails. So, she was. She told us a whole bunch of things that she recommended, and some things that she said. You know, it would be great to not miss these things. Yeah. And then you get to decide how you want to incorporate them into the um in how you want to see them and how you want to incorporate them into your day. Yeah. So that like left us with great pause because we had three days and this is probably one of the first parks where we had such a long amount of time. Yeah, we had three days in one park. Yeah, was which great. was great because I really do feel like at the there end of it, so we covered much to see in a lot. I think we covered the majority of it. And that really, really 
was exciting because um, it was the first time that we really got to be so immersive and, and kind of see w- everything the park had to offer like right. in so many different ways. And similarly to the uh, trails that are interconnected, there's a whole bunch of roads that right. are interconnected through everything. So you can like take a road to a parking area right. and do like a whole bunch of interconnected trails to make a loop and come right back to your car and have seen a ton of stuff. Yeah, there's a park loop trail, but there's also, I believe it's Route 3 that travels most of the island as well that kind of right. loops around that. So you can kind of jump on and off of 3 at certain points. There's like too. a big giant loop, yeah. but there's also another road that like bisects the whole island too. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. it's really easy to, you know, get around. Yeah. So one of the first things that was recommended to us was to see Cadillac Mountain and to hike up Cadillac Mountain. So we, after kind of getting our annual pass and, and doing what we need to, we got back in the car and we headed towards the park loop. And with that, let's take a break. Okay, Mike, we're going to play One Has to Go. It's been a while. My theme is breakfast food. Right. Particularly breakfast food one could find at a McDonald's, which we did eat in Acadia. We did stop at a McDonald's on the way. We Burger King run, which was a sad We did, and that us. was a sad, a no-no. We went, no, we're not going to do that one. <laughs> sad, McDonald's sad, sad. only. Yeah. Um, so one has to go. Biscuits, English muffins, hash browns oh okay wow that's a really tough one because those nooks and crannies have my heart i know they do i know um i'm gonna say this is an unpopular opinion but hash browns i understand because that. give me all them because you love all the bread i love the bra- i love broad <laughs> i love broad i love broad broad <laughs> I yeah. would probably say English muffins because mm-hmm. I can, like, I didn't grow up eating English mm-hmm. muffins. We just ate biscuits mm-hmm. because we're, we were from Mississippi. Right. English muffins, I think, that people <laughs> eat in the Northeast eat. I remember seeing yeah. them in the store. I was like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. This isn't a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yours. Um, okay. I'm going to say one has to go since we're, you got me on a trend of food. So we're going to go with the pork products. So sausages, bacon, or pulled pork slash brisket. <gasps> okay, that's really hard because you know I love pulled pork I and know. I love bacon and I love sausage. I know. Oh, God. I know. Uh, oh, this is really hard. I'm sorry. Good job. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's always the goal. I know. You know, it's find three that Sophie's are real stumpers. Pulled pork will always stay because oh my god i love pulled pork Mm -hmm. and bacon must always stay and here is why because even even bacon that's not well made like will still still satisfy me yeah it's hit or miss when it comes to breakfast sausages sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not i didn't say breakfast sausage you just just said sausage in general and that's what i mean general sausage is like (laughs) General Hit or sausage, miss, you know what I mean? Admiral eggs. Right. <laughs> Corporal so bacon. So I'm going to say that sausage can go. Okay. Wow. That's... By mm. sausage. I love it. Deer yeah. sausage is delicious, but... You know, All these book titles, Deer Sausage. Deer Sausage. Captain Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, because I am a fan of breakfast food, and also sausage is never going anywhere. I'm going to get rid of pulled pork. Well, that's how, that's that's how I live my I life. Different girls. That's right. We are different girls. 
So what trails did we decide to do first, Mike, on our Acadia choose our own adventure? So the one thing that we wanted to do and that was suggested to us was Cadillac Mountain. Um, And that's the highest point on Mount Desert Island. So it's kind of like you got to do that while you're there. Um, we did a lot of other mountains when we were on the island and they were amazing, but everyone was like, just do Cadillac Mountain. That's like the one thing that you should do. We basically had to drive away from the visitor center to do that and get on the park uh, loop trail. And once we were on the loop trail, the loop trail only goes in one direction. So yeah, it's a having one-way road. the other like major routes, like the US routes or like the state routes that are on the island are helpful if you have to like get back to a certain point and you don't want to make the giant loop to go back to the beginning. Right, exactly. So we were able to park basically right when we got on the park loop, which but, was great. And we parked on the road because the we parking did. lot was... We did. The parking lot was full. Was full. So we because parked it, on the road. It was later in the day by the and time we started to go. I remember this was... Um, this was the trip where I had gotten new hiking boots, the hiking boots that I'm still using today mm-hmm. um, that I think will probably get me through a few more parks. And that's it. And that's probably and it. Goodbye, girl. Right. Yeah. I did see these new hiking boots online that are like super like light and mm-hmm. like weightless, but they're so expensive. I think I like the idea of hiking shoes for next time. I'm kind of into that too. Yeah, and I'm lighter. curious about that. Less, less to carry. Lighter, less to carry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like trudging through the narrows every day that I need. Exactly. Not that that's going to help me. So we are parked on the side road and we pack our bag and we have to find our way to get onto the trail. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, the trail itself was not too difficult to like locate it you did have to like you were on the side of the road and you're basically just like walking up the mountain like right. it's literally and right there from where we were parked like you could walk like right down into bar harbor oh yeah and, like you know just like have a day in bar harbor you yeah, know whatever you wanted exactly to do right yeah the the thing that like the thing about acadia that i think is really appealing to people um uh, who are traveling is that like you can have as much of it or as little of the hiking outdoor section as you want. Like one could stay in Bar Harbor, just sort of like, you know, do Bar Harbor for a few days. It's a lovely relaxing time. And if you wanted to, you could go out and hike along the trails or you could be someone like us who's like, I'm here for the trails. And then you can dip into Bar Harbor for a respite for a little bit. Right. Yeah. But yes, so we make our way onto the trail. Mm-hmm. And what and I remember Cadillac about this... Northridge Trail. We're on the Cadillac Northridge Trail. And it was slightly uphill. No, it was a pretty decent... Like It was slightly at first, yes. At first it yeah. was slightly uphill. And then it slowly transitioned into like, this is uphill. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I remember really, really clearly is not only was it very rocky and not so much of like a dirt path, the weather had quickly changed. It was very beautiful when we got there. It was overcast, but it was not really windy, but we got onto Cadillac Northridge. Oh my God, it, it got was like so windy. Windy. I think we both had our buffs, like we had our sunglasses on and our buffs like fully up. And oh yeah, and it was down, cold and it was chilly. Yes, yeah, like it was definitely like a good lesson in the fact that like clearly 
the location of the park being on this island, like sticking out into the ocean, it, the weather must change so incredibly fast. There. Oh yeah. Um, and that was really that lesson that we learned. But um, I do remember climbing up and just feeling like the wind was like just lashing us the entire time. Yeah, and I had a big hat on, mm-hmm. and I just had to keep my hand on it. Yeah, and I and think I had to have going anywhere like, my sweatshirt or whatever rain jacket I had on over the hat to like keep it contained too. And I was I was so like ah oh, I'm committing to this look. Yeah, I <laughs> and I can't go back to the car and put. I mean, yeah. I eventually like carried the hat because it was too windy. Yeah. Um, but eventually, basically what happens is you hit, as you're climbing the top of the mountain, to the top of the mountain, is you hit a road um, that... So you can drive to the top of Cadillac Mountain. Like, this is a thing. There yeah. is a lot up at the top And there. a lot of people had done and that. A lot of people they do that. They just were like, I just want to see the yep. top. And, and like, it's a beautiful view. The overlooks are amazing. Yeah. I mean, there are so many overlooks. Um, one of the things that I had read prior to going to Acadia is that the, and they use this word, reveals are just constant. Yeah. Like you turn a corner and it's like suddenly you're seeing this amazing thing. Yeah. Or like you see this beautiful view or you see like this beautiful lake. Like mm-hmm. there's just so much. Like there's so much there that any time you turn a corner, it is a new beautiful experience. Yeah. So... What I do love about that is that the view from Cadillac Mountain is unbelievable. You yeah. can see so much. You can like see all around in all directions. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's drivable, it's accessible to, you know, yeah. people who, you know, don't care or can't hike up to the top of it. Right. And there are a lot of parks that do that or have those accessible, like larger landmarks to kind of see. And which is that nice. Is one of the pillars that national parks are built upon is that they have to be able to be accessed by tourism. Right. But tourists have to be able to like see the natural beauty in order to want to, you know, be in it. And so um, making all of those, uh, making these features accessible in these ways is helpful. Yeah. So with that being said, we hit the road and we're like, oh, we're at the top. And then no, no, no we weren't at the no, top. No, we weren't at the top. Like we, we were had to like cross only the road halfway. basically and continue up. Right. Um, and there were a few people like we definitely saw like some families hiking. Right. I mean, it was like summer break time. We literally school and had just gotten we had out. So. Come, like we were crossing people who were headed back down, back down. That was the first time I actually considered getting hiking poles mm-hmm. i had lo- there was a woman with hiking pole no we had hiking poles at this one didn't we we i i think we did we yeah. did but i wasn't using them yeah but this woman was like i love the hiking poles i use them all the time mm-hmm. it helps me with my knees yeah the rest of the way up was like again the same sort of rocky craggy sort of landscape but not inaccessibly craggy not like Yosemite Falls, like no, craggy, nothing like, like wide that. rock, like winding our Vast way up open, to the top. You feel super safe mm-hmm. the whole time. Everything is good. I do feel like a lot of the mountains that we did climb or the peaks that we ascended in the park were bald. So there was a lot of like visibility. Like you were saying, there's a lot and of by reveal. bald, you mean it's just rock. Yeah, it's rock or there, there's no Flat tree rock. growth or if, if there's any sort of vegetation, it's low. So you can really kind of see, which is really awesome and in a park like this and in acadia because there were so many trails their markers were karens they actually had proper karens marking the way the whole time and they were 
they were a very specific sort of Karen. So it was almost like they had like almost like a wooden tent too. It was like a wooden TV. It was like a wooden, like um, um, triangular tent yeah. that was built over the Karen. Yeah. There were also just normal Karens, Karens yeah. without the yeah. wooden covering that they had in between the ones with the wooden right. covering. I think the wooden covering for me was more along the line of like, this is an important marker. This is an important marker Not to like all lead you into a new but direction. But it's very easy out there to like get confused as to where to go. So they, but they were very good about putting like a line of stones, meaning like you need to go in this direction yeah. or don't to come this way to keep yeah. you on the trail. Yeah. After about 2.2 miles, we hit the top of Cadillac Mountain. At the top, it's really nice. There's like a little bit of a loop that you can go around. I think we did most of that. But again, we we sort of, when we were at the car, had a very loose strategy meeting. And the two of us never really go into a situation where it's like, this is something that we absolutely must do and we're going to be disappointed no, if we don't. That's unfair to the other person. But and it's we're not like, hey, we could definitely no. do this, this, and this. And we tried to make a big enough loop that we were seeing a lot on this first day. But also knowing that we were hiking late, we kind of also tried to consider time. But right, we didn't right. want to necessarily go back, like out and back. We wanted to try to make we more of an to, adventure yeah, of make it. A, make more of it. So what we ended up doing was we went down. So Cadillac Mountain, the elevation is um, 1,530 feet. We ended up heading down after that into the Gorge Trail, which would take us oh, over yeah. to and Door Mountain. that was like pretty steep. Yeah, it was like, so you you get onto that like circular path at the top of Cadillac mountain and the gorge trail comes off of that. And it's, that is like, it is steep, but it's like a little bit more of like treachery going down. And also we had climbed so high that we were actually going into the valley between Cadillac mountain and door mountain. So we, so the map that we were using, which was a map of the entire park mm-hmm. um we actually purchased because most parks give free maps but because this is such a network and it's so big they have specially printed maps that are a little more durable than the ones that the parks can print for free so we purchased this map that we were using mm-hmm. this map also provided with it the elevation for each moment along the way. Yeah. So we could look at the gorge path and go like, okay, we're definitely descending yeah. here on this path. Based off of the amount of lines on the top topography right. that were close together. A yeah. lot of, yeah, topographical lines. Topographical. This is like a little bit of treachery. I do think that we saw, I want to say like, I know we talked about this. I want to say we either saw a dog, a family with a dog, or there was someone that was like in like a walking cast, like trying to do this. Do you remember that? Or am I just like making this up in my head? I don't think you are, but I I don't remember that. And then eventually we kind of bound back up to Door Mountain, which is of elevation of 1,270 feet. Right. Um, So we had lost, you know, about 300 feet of elevation gain from Cadillac Mountain to Dora Mountain. Um, And when we were in the gorge path, we had only though, even though we were only traveling a half a mile, basically, right from peak to peak, we descended so deeply that we had to go back up. Yeah. And the thing was that I, it was in this moment, I was quickly like, things became so high so quickly because we were descending. And I was like, oh, we can't be that far. And it's like, 
oh, the closest peak, that feels really far away. Yeah. Oh, that's actually where you're going. Yeah. And that became the reality most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. With Acadia. Um, that, oh, that thing that seems so far away. Oh, that's actually where you're going. Yeah. But we actually, instead of kind of hitting the actual summit of Door Mountain, we we hook a left because we had an idea for what we really wanted to accomplish. And if we wanted to go to the Picador Mountain, which really wasn't terribly far, but it was kind of out of the way as far as like what our plan was, um, we'd have to go to the right and we weren't interested in necessarily looping back, especially after right. doing Cadillac Mountain and essentially being at the height of the peak anyway. What we did after that is we came down the North Ridge Trail, which was just basically a ton of descent. Um, yeah back down so we kind of like are just bounding up and down at this point this is like a little bit through more trees like yeah this same was... thing on the gorge trail we were through more trees and up through trees right, um right. so we were actually in much more of a wooded area than we were on cadillac mountain just was like you were in the forest at this point right right and this is back to acadia giving you all of the different landscapes we just left mountains and now we're in forest yeah and uh, we're about to head into fields. Yeah. Once we hit the bottom of the um, the Northridge Trail, we kind of intersect with the Hemlock Trail, which the Hemlock Trail connected us back to the Park Loop Road, but also the Kibo Brook Trail, um, which would eventually kind of lead us back to the car. And so- there was part of this that was on like a... A boardwalk, right? So when we hit back down to Hemlock, um, as we're kind of getting down there and kind of walking on the Hemlock Trail and connecting, we have to pass through the Great Meadow, right? And this is where there's a lot of like it's tall grass, but the tall grass is beneath us or to the side of us because we are on a, like a low boardwalk. We hadn't had we done Congaree We'd at this never- point. Had we done Congaree? Yeah, yeah we, we had. had. But that was all mostly elevated boardwalk. So this was kind of like magical because it was yeah. like kind of really intensely lush And now we're getting grass. sort of marshy yeah. in what we're seeing. Right. And we also have, if I'm pretty sure, some birch trees. It was like white birch all around too as we're walking through. And, and that was such another vastly different landscape. And I know. Like, Every time yeah. you turn around, right. there's something new to see in yeah. Acadia. So this was like really, really I'm, beautiful. I'm, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Acadia, it would be, as I would say, like a really great first national park to visit if you've never been to one ever before. Yeah. Because you see so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're like, hey, I love love walking like hiking through marsh like then you can research and go you know what you i should go to concrete national Park, yeah or i should go to cuyahoga valley national Park. yeah or if it's like no i really love doing like the bald mountains like then you might end up like at a zion or a bryce canyon or something like that yeah you know so it's a great sort of way to like get to know your own relationship with all the different landscapes for sure i think we did get a little turned around at one point too when we were we on did the, right around there because we yeah. were like wait which way which way? we ended up being really really close to the car yeah at that moment and we were like wait where are we and I thought, didn't we end up like walking with like a, some other people were nearby? There was a family. There was yeah, a was family a larger nearby. Group. Yeah. And we were not sure which way to go, but we ended up following them 
or something? We walked for a decent distance of time and then realized we were actually supposed to go in the other direction. Like yeah. the map kind of confused us oh, just a little right. bit. So we had to turn back around. And it wasn't like we had gone like a mile by any means, but it was oh, like... Pashaw. Right, oh, Pashaw. exactly. Right. But we did have to turn ourselves back around um, to kind of go back the way we came. And eventually what happens is we hit the Parker Loop Road. We are walking around along the road for a little while. And, and again, that's the thing that brought us back to the car. Basically, yeah, we were on the, um, the Kibo Brook Trail for a little bit um, after we were on the road for a little bit. And that kind of like intersected with the, the Park Loop a little here and there. But um, this is the case of, you know, a national park being very near civilization again and where sometimes civilization is intersecting in a real sort of way with the national park and people live or there are businesses like within oh, yeah because we the were like or right near skirting the houses at the so moment. we're near houses but we're also near a golf club a golf club or golf course right on our right and then a graveyard on our left and it was all like, the ghosts all the ghosts all the ghosts you know in their plaid and, right. and tweed, right? Or whatever golf, golfers wear or gophers. Exactly. Right. You would know more. You're the golfer. I was the golfer. You were That's a golfer. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, I went to golf camp. <laughs> I, I went to golf camp. This one time at golf camp. Um, yeah. yeah. But the rest of the trail was pretty free and easy kind of on our way back to right. the car. And I remember when we got back to the car, we were a little tired, but yeah. we were like, okay, we just did a lot, but like, yeah. we're not burned out. No, we we're not burned out at that moment. No, I think if we did it now, we might be a little more burned out. Cause we're 95. Cause we're 95. And now it's like, right. Exactly. Yeah. But, but no, we weren't burned out. We were fine. And so we were like, okay, I think we need to do something else now. Right. And so we decided the car. to strategize and figure out what to do next. And with that, let's take another break. It's time for Drag Queen Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage Maxi Deet and, and the, the Citronellas. Citronellas. Okay, so Maxi Deet, let's explain where this comes from. You and your like, Libra freak out mode <laughs> you were like oh my god we're going to acadia and it's black fly season and so like this is because other people freak out about black fly it. season mike i imagine that you think that you walk outside and you're just like swarmed by black fly like covered yes. like head eating to toe your, your skin eating at your flesh leaving you as a rotting corpse yeah. to die exactly is what black fly season means meaning Really, it's just like regular flies are out and about. And they and, bite. And they bite, yeah. right. So um, me, as the person who grew up in Mississippi... A responsible, non-freaking out Capricorn. Exactly. I'm like, all right, well, we just need a really strong bug spray. Now, they say, you know, don't... The, many bug sprays advertise, like, don't buy bug spray with DEET in it. It's the truth. One shouldn't buy bug spray with deed in it because it's not good for the environment. It's also not good for your body. The CDC actually just released an article that said that lemon eucalyptus oil works as effectively as DEET, which DEET is an ingredient that they use in bug spray to keep mm -hmm. bugs away, stave off bugs. This whole thing about lemon eucalyptus oil had not been out yet. There are other bug sprays, but I had recently been in an outdoor situation with bug spray that had no deed in it, and I found it to be completely useless. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I apologize 
to the world. I apologize to my body. We're going to get maxi deet. Bug spray with as much deet as possible. So I went to my favorite place, Dick's Sporting Goods, <laughs> and I found um, I found this one. I mean, it was like a largely deet yeah. inside of it, which... And it looked it was like it was called, left over from Vietnam. <laughs> it was called Maxi Deed. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh my God, this is a drag name if there was ever a drag right. name. So anyway, yeah. who is Maxi Deed? Maxi Deed is a diva. Oh, Maxi yeah. Deed is like the Diana Ross of the Diana Ross and the Supremes. 100%. And the Citronellas are her backup singers. Exactly. Right. I um, think that they, in the same way that like Smokey the Bear is a character that mm-hmm. helps to promote like, you know, outdoor safety mm-hmm. and like, you know, only you can prevent, you know, wildfires, he says now, instead of forest fires. Oh. Um, the, which isn't fully the truth. I mean, forest fires, wildfires do happen naturally. Right. But, but the idea of like, you know, being responsible for yourself mm-hmm. and not setting things on fire. Listen, Smokey is just the gay icon that we never knew was there. Oh, right. <laughs> but I feel like Maxie D right. ser- would serve as a sort of similar character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Maxie D and the Citronella sing various like Motown like songs about outdoor safety and good mm-hmm. outdoor habits and behavior. Mm-hmm. They're like the California Raisins meet Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, meets yeah. the Supremes. Meets the Supremes, yeah. Right. Love children. Exactly. Yeah. So they're gorgeous. Yeah, it's all show, showgirl attire all the time. Like dream girls. Yeah, like dream right? girls. Like just yeah. um, all the time. Like their harmonies are always killer. They're always dressed similarly. They're like a total riff on, you know, the... The, the the Supremes and that their uh, but their brand is the outdoor safety. Mm-hmm. What song do they sing? I think like they would. Um, is it ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no river wide enough. Well, no, no, no. Ain't I no think no big spree wide enough. Right. It would be yeah. a parody yeah, of that. Parody so it would have that. to be like. Um, I feel like we sang a lot of. I think I think we made the parodies up. I just can't remember them. I right can't now. remember them now either. Yeah. Well, I think some of them were like, "Hey, uh, wait a minute with a buck spray. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wait with a buck spray." I mean, it was like mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't. Listen, we weren't doing any deep dives into our songwriting. No, not at the time. No. Right, right. But, but we, we definitely... Could, we yeah. could actually... We thought about making an album. We definitely so, talked about So, hold on. Them. Actually, let's take a second. Like, okay. I want you to think of, like, what would be a song that they would sing, and I'll do the same. Okay, okay I've got one. Okay, what do you have? Um, mine would be a riff on... Stop in the name of love Before you throw that away like it would be about like leaving mm-hmm. no trace think mm-hmm. it over yeah, I like, like it. not littering like, got it right and what yeah. about yours um, mine would be I'm coming out but I'm coming out outside I'm coming, coming outside I, I want the world, world to know, know. yeah I like it yeah and that ladies gentlemen and everyone in between mm-hmm. is Maxi Deed and, and the, the Citronellas, Citronellas. So where did we go next? So we drove down to Great Head. Now, for a second, let's just talk about names in Acadia National yeah, Park. Yeah, you know what? And I think we can just say the names of them, and you can just draw your own conclusions. So there is Great Head. There's Thunderhole. There is Old Soaker. Mm-hmm. 
just to get just you to started. Name a few. Just to name a few. So y'all, y'all need Jesus, Acadia <laughs> National Park. <laughs> so we go to Great Head, which yeah. um, has a lot of trails that run right along the shore. I mean, it has a little bit of trails. Yeah, there's a little bit of trails. It's like a small peninsula that is kind of like sticking off at the end of Mount Desert Island. Um, and it's kind of like a big circular trail with some trails kind of bisecting and cutting in right. the middle of that. You could make too. one loop, though. You could make a loop out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's not very long. No, and, and this, I think we were like, oh, we want to see the shore, and we want to see the rockings, the rocks along the shore, right. and um, which and we were going to see a ton more of something the next day. a little easy, yeah, to end the day, to end the day, yeah. So we kind of made our loop. Um, there was a part that kind of dipped us down onto a really rocky beach because we was, parked near Great Head. Yeah, we had a Great Head has a parking lot, but you have to actually walk out to it. Right, like, you have to right. walk out to the trail. Like you're not at the very um, end of Great Head when you Correct. park. Um, and then there are some like kind of upper and lower trails there, but you are elevated um, when right. you're on the tip of Great Head because basically one of the major features that you're looking down onto as you're looking back towards Mount Desert Island is Sand Beach. It's Sand Beach, um, which, which is, is a really it accurate is a sandy name. Beach, it's a sandy beach, which is atypical for the rocky shores of Mount Desert Island. Right. So and it's on the other it's side. It's like behind Very you. literal name. So yeah. we're able to see this like from a raised perspective. And we actually would hit sand beach the next day but yeah we had a really like kind of nice way to end this was almost like closer to sunset the light was fading it was like there magic were so hour. many beautiful just like you know like views mm-hmm. right here and you can see everything and it was lovely yeah um and you know we we did what we needed to and, and this was easy yeah and like many you know if you don't really want to sort of like hard hike but you want to do some kind of nature walk that leads you to something to see then going over to great head and walking out toward where the water is will um give you a great thing to see yeah i think in total it's like a mile and a half of trail out there so it's not like anything crazy you can add on to it and build up to it but um it's you know it's something that's super accessible um if you're able to hike, but do not want to hike anything that was incredibly strenuous or with a lot of up and down elevation gain. Right. Right. So that kind of was where we wanted to stop that day. At this point, it was later. I would say we were probably closer to like six in the evening. Yeah. It was, and as we were much getting was, a little yeah. tired now because yeah. we were like, all right, okay. So, um, we decided we were like, let's go eat, you know, in Bar Harbor because it's close yeah. and we want to see, you know, what's here in Bar Harbor. And we also wanted to check into our Airbnb, which was, you know, in 45, 45 miles away, away in Bangor. Yeah. So, so we went to this restaurant in Bar Harbor. I think it was, um, I think it was the Bar Harbor Brewing Company, I believe. We didn't because have they had time. a lot of different kinds of beer. Yeah, 
we didn't have enough time to really investigate Bar Harbor that no, night. No, not that day. We did later. No, we did. Because we had said we were like, oh, we need to come back and take yeah. some time just to walk through Bar Harbor. And I think a lot of that was fueled by the fact that it was really interesting. There was a lot going on, but also the fact that we really missed out on that in Zion. We and did. I think and we wanted to like make time yeah. to do that. Having three days allowed. And we were, that. you know, working on, you know, notes and things we'd learned from previous trips. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, we're sure. going to do this. We are going to make time for this. So yeah, we like were like pretty ravenous at that point. We both had a beer and we did. You and definitely I we made got... a lot of jokes about going to Bar Harbor Improv Theater, which was I like did. kind of right across the street from where I we was, parked. But I really wanted to go. I, I know. You did. I know. I, I know. you know, I love improv. I teach improv. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see what they had going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. And uh-huh. that's right. So that's anyway, right. the, uh, we had dinner there and then we made mental notes about what we wanted to do when we returned to Bar Harbor. Yeah, we definitely we pulled the map out and kind of like strategized for the next two days. It was also Father's Day that day. So oh, we yeah. both called our dads and we talked to them for a moment before we ate some dinner. And then we headed um, to our Airbnb in Bangor, Maine, which was about an hour away. Yeah. This was a lovely Airbnb and it had like... It was at Stephen King's house. No, it was not at Stephen King's house. However, um, Stephen King does live in Bangor, Maine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the second story of Mm -hmm. this house, um, but this could be one of my favorite Airbnbs. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. It was like a big living room, like a healthy kitchen and a nice bedroom with like, I mean... like the the host left a whole bunch of like local beer, local snacks, yeah. and was just like, these are all the things that you know Bangor, Maine has to offer. And please help yourself. Please help yourself. It's all for you. Um, and but I think the thing that really won us over in that Airbnb was the water pressure yeah. in the shower, and it was, was a nice sized bathroom with a cloth yes, tub. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And I remember that night, like I stayed up late on the couch doing work what on my laptop. A surprise. What a surprise. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was our first night in Maine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so admittedly, Mike, it's going to be a little hard to Karen Stone scale a lot of these, but we're going to break them down as easily as possible. Yeah, I think so. To... Um, to try and uh, break them up. So what do you want to work backwards? Let's work backwards. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about the, um, great, great head trail, which which was a mile and a half. I'm going to say a two, a two. So four out of 20 current stones, easy Easy, nature trail walking. There's some uphill and some downhill. And you can also kind of jut off the trail a little bit here and there too. That wouldn't be endangering any of the local flora and fauna. Like it's a doable thing that you could take pictures and see things. So a two for sure. Let's say the Kibo Brook Trail and even the Hemlock Trail. These were again sort of like low lying, flat, boardwalky, gravel pathy kind of like. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna say a two as well. Like so, it's a four out of twenty. They were connectors there. They were Um, working backwards from that. We have the North Ridge Trail. Which that was, was a lot a of little, descent. Though. That was a lot of descent. Um, it was a lot of descent, but if you were going the other direction, it would be a lot of ascent. Yeah. I would give that a six. Okay. What yeah, about you? I feel about like a five. 
I feel like it wasn't anything that was too crazy. I think the heavy hitter for the so, day, well, that's an 11 out of 20 yeah, on this current. I think the scale. heavy hitter is the gorge trail, which is the connector trail between Cadillac mountain and door mountain. Eight for me. Yeah. I'm going to say like a seven for sure. Okay. So a 15 yeah, out of 20. There was a lot to navigate there. There were some areas where there were sit and scooting happening. Oh yeah. When we were headed back up, I have it to was say, definitely like you could feel it in the, everything. The in your body. landscape of like how difficult a trail is to do can change on a dime. Oh yeah. In Acadia, yeah. like right and left. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a 15 out of 20. And then really after that, it's the, um, the Cadillac North Ridge trail, which brought us up to the top of Cadillac mountain. I'm teetering between a six and a seven on this one. Yeah. It, I remember feeling a little tired, yeah. but it wasn't like, but then we did all that other stuff and I didn't feel exhausted at the end of it. So I'm right. going to give it a six. We did gain a ton of elevation there. We did, um, But it was over a, like a while of yeah, like, we were about like when we started around like maybe 200, 250 feet above sea level and we gained about 1300 feet going up, which didn't seem like it. It didn't it was seem gradual. like it. I mean, it was a gradual, but it was that it was the whole time. It was a long and it was it, long. That was like two two, two and a half miles up to the top. You know what? I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I'm going to say seven too. Okay, great. So a 14 out of 20 Karen Stones. Great. And now it is time for Jeopardy. Dusty, why don't you start us off? You want me to start? Sure. Okay, great. Since you whipped me last time, (laughs) or should I say your mother and you whipped me last time. Please. This category is called List of Three... Stephen King novels. Oh, I almost did a Stephen King related really? Jeopardy and I abandoned it quickly. Well, so, okay. Great. I don't think this is too uh, There will hard. come a day when we write the same Jeopardy. You know there that. will. There will. <laughs> I mean, just like if you leave, you know, three monkeys with typewriters right. in the middle, in a room, like eventually they'll write Hamlet. Right. That's like the theory. Anyway, whatever. Eventually we will write the same yeah, Jeopardy, yeah. but we've come close many times. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is how this Jeopardy works. Great. I'm going to give you three a list of three things. And these three things are clues. To describe the novel. To describe the novel. I love and it. you just have Great. to name the novel. Perfect. Got it? Great. Okay. Let's see how I do. Here we go. I For 100. So well. Spell check. Animals. Death. Is it Pet Cemetery? That is correct. What is Pet Cemetery? Correct, yes. Why the spell check? Well, when you look at the title, Pet Cemetery, oh, Cemetery is spelled wrong. Great. Because that's how the kids spelled it in the story. There you go. So Thank that's you. why, right. Okay. That's the one that threw me off a little bit. 200. Yeah. Religion, pigs, telekinesis. What is Carrie? Correct. The telekinesis gave it away, mm-hmm. but yeah, whatever. Pigs kind of threw me on to it too yeah here we go 300 prison magic bladder infection is it the shawshank redemption incorrect oh okay oh i know what it is it's the green mile what is the green mile the green mile great magic Mm -hmm. 400 nurse typewriter car accident what is misery? Yes, a, a movie, movie I've never seen. seen. Oh my god, Kathy Bates mm-hmm. is l- the definition of iconic in the movie. Five hundred, summer home, 
handcuffs, isolation. I will give you a hint. This recently became a film. You actually told me to watch this film. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm blanking on a film I recently told you to watch. The answer is what is Gerald's game? I didn't tell you to watch that. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, that must have been Dave, the composer of our music, who and I talk movies all the time. Really? Not me. Did you see Gerald's Game? No. Oh my God, it's so... Carlo Gugino. It's so good, it's on Netflix. Okay. But now that... You don't know what Gerald's Game is then. I don't. Okay, well, I made that category thinking you would know. Summer Home. So, yeah. Don't tell me anything, because maybe I want to watch it. Do watch it. I will just say Summer Home... Handcuffs and isolation are three ways to describe it. Beautiful. Okay, great. My category is titled Punny Store Titles of the Vacation Land State. <gasps> oh, so, okay. Here's what I'll say. All of the store titles are based on an idiom with the word main in it. So I've okay, already great. given you a lot to work with. Got it. Great. At this multi-use space, you're likely to find all sorts of things going on, from crafting nights to movies to ritual blood sacrifice to Girl Scout meetings. It really does run the gamut. Well, I mean, I'm thinking community center. But they're hosting what? What types of things are being hosted at the community center? Meetings? You're close. Community meetings? What is the main event? Okay. This health-conscious business has worked hard to ensure that its vitamin-rich products are the best of the vacation land state's healthy diet. Whether ordering a raspberry mint mojito, virgin of course, or a carrot celery lime blast, customers understand that these liquid concoctions are totally worth it. What is... uh... The juice is worth the... What? You've never heard that phrase before? The juice is worth the what? Squeeze. What is the main squeeze? Wow. If looking to eloquently display a flag from the Revolutionary War that was then your great-grandmother's baby blanket or need to, in a business-like manner, display your parole certificate at your new place of employment, you may want to stop at this business and gander at the multitude of options to make them make them pop and be recognized in your space. What is the main frame? Correct. This happening bar exists for one reason and one reason alone. Notice the candor of my voice. So you can sissy that walk queen. Come on down and hang with the best of the best and watch as every night someone needs to lip sync for their life after a botched lobster theme challenge. What is the main stage? I'll accept it, but the main drag is what I was looking for. Oh, the main drag. No, that's more correct. Final clue. What... Was it hard for you to focus? Did a prison sentence take you off your course? Would you like to get your GED? Well, this space is going to help you achieve all of your dreams. Their dedicated team can help you finish the unfinished and make your education dreams come true. Oh my God. I don't know. What is the what? In college, you take what? Not classes, but... Courses? What What is is the main course? Correct. You're beautiful. For 500. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. 
Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks and email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original music was written and is performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. All original artwork on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Acadia National Park, we were on the traditional lands of the Wabanaki Confederacy.